0: We're live.
1: We're live. I was going to ask what are we going to talk about today Joey, but now it's too late cuz you already hit record.
0: Ooh, okay. But you know what? I do have some stuff around. <laughs> oh yeah. I, this is yeah. exciting.
1: This is a true live surprise of what we're going to talk about, of the thing yeah. we're going to talk about.
0: This is like back to week 1 where we were just like do it live.
1: Really doing it live. Um, yeah. I have some awesome. pre- love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have some I have some questions just around the world of uh um, workshops, you know, that's, that was my, like my overall arching, overarching topic. Yeah. A little workshop action.
1: Okay. And it's it's just because,
0: yeah, for me, it's around like the creation delivery and like how you go about this and like, what are your, you know, what are your techniques, tips and tricks? And, and, you know, do you, is it like, do you go look for stuff or, um, just around that? Because I feel like I've been You know, I've probably created and done more workshops in the last uh, nine months than I've done in a long time in my career ever. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm doing them in a silo where I haven't really been finding out how other people are working this stuff. So that's that's where I'm at today. How does that feel?
1: Can you give an example or do you want to define a workshop and give an example maybe?
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Um, So workshop of, of just kind of like learning a new skill or technique. Right. And for me, I'm thinking, um, I'm personally thinking about this one that I'm kind of been working on right now, which is just around, um, pairing. Um, so pairing, like a workshop
1: on to help people learn pairing.
0: Sure. Like that's like this, this workshop that I'm currently working on is just like, um, you know, synthesizing things that I've found on the internet with like my own experiences and workshops that we kind of have to, to develop like a, a two-hour workshop that I want to deliver at the client next week of, um, just like how they might best be uh, set, the, some, set themselves up for pairing. Um, I think that's just something that, like, you know, this is a workshop that we don't have specific stuff around, but it's something that I would like to learn, like, or like to kind of like build for the client and and what have not. And and I think that like that's kind of where I'm I'm coming from. This is like, what have I done to do that? What do you usually do when you have to? develop a workshop or even give a workshop, workshop? you know, like what are some, some tips, tricks and, um, tools for that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Some tips and tricks. I think like for me, I mean, I think we also have like the luxury of being at pivotal and there's just so much material out there for like every Mm -hmm. topic. So whether it's pairing or like, there's like a whole slew of like core practice talk materials, So I'll always like do a quick, quick search in the drive to see what else is out there and what people have put together. And, um, but I do, I do also, I think what's a little bit different now with what we're doing on the Apple team is that um, we're coming up with more like hands-on type workshops. Uh, versus, like, if you think in labs, we do more, like, talks to, like, reflect on our experience pairing, for example. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just because, like, you're pairing. You are pairing during the project to build the software together. And then the core practice talks are a way of reflecting on, hey, okay, let's take a step back. What is pairing? What's the value of it? Um, and how do I then also, like... Um, help the client like teach pairing to someone else so that they can explain the value of it um, and et cetera. So it's different about Mm -hmm. the workshops that we've been putting together is we're now like having to teach a lot of these concepts for the very first time to people who've not really experienced it ever. And so like, I think the approach is actually a little bit different and we're coming up with things that are more hands-on. And if I think about some of the like PM and design workshops that we've run the client, um, you know, coming up with like an, with like an example problem or example product to like work through a series of topics of like, you know, uh, how do we do like assumptions or like problem prioritization and like sketching exercises, things like that. Um, We were, we're actually now coming up with uh, new problems for them to work through. That's a little bit different than like the typical pivotal lab style where I wouldn't really be, making something up right i would be using <laughs> like a real life example of like the product we're building um yeah. so that's sort of the context i wanted mm-hmm. to give first so joy your question to me was how do i think about uh creating a workshop mm-hmm. hmm. i don't know do you yeah, want to think it's interesting right sorry go for it
0: yeah yeah i, I think um I think it's interesting just like everything you just said is um, the exact feelings I have, right? Which is just like in labs, we actually do this very infrequently, right? Like I didn't, I mean, most of anything I give a talk, um, but now we're in this world of like, hey, we're like trying to train trainers and uh, and trying to enable many people at once. We're in labs, like if I wanted you to learn how to pair, I would just do it with you you know, because I would have to do it with like four to five people on the team and I would just, I would do it. And then like along the way I'm doing interactive stuff, you know, like this is how we might do strong style. This is how we might do ping pong, you know, like just explaining it Mm -hmm. because I'm interacting and doing that. So it's like, how do I take that learning experience, right? Where I know it's effective in labs because I've seen people after, you know, three months be from where they were in the beginning to where they were three months later. It's just like, oh my gosh. So, you know, it works if you're doing this like very immersive intensive, but like, how do I... How do I take all that stuff, which is every day doing it and put it into a three hour workshop? Um, and that is is kind of like uh, what I was trying to do inside of pairing. And and I I took like a, when I started this workshop, I took more of like a, a educational approach where I wanted to, um, you know, like what I was just saying, like strong style or or TD or, um, ping pong or, um, you know, like kind of explaining driver navigator, just like conceptual Breakdown in inside of a workshop that gets to be hands on. I wanted to say, like, first and foremost, you need to understand all these things and where they might fit in. You need to understand your pairing style. You need to understand people's pairing styles. Like, uh, there's um, there's a book called Pair Programming Illuminated um, that uh, that identifies things like
1: what a great title Illuminated. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, turn on the
0: lights for pair, pair pro- programming. <laughs> That's a tough thing to say. I like turn I the lights
1: on pairing. Style.
0: <laughs> hey, your lights were off. Turn them on. We're pair programming. That. Yeah. <laughs> um. The book, the book talks about like these seven strong habits uh, and effective habits and of, of pair programming. And then it also gets into like personalities and personality traits, things that we don't think about. Like, you know, if you, if um, you're introverted or extroverted or mm, you're, you know, cool. like, you know yeah, how, how well you, um, learn or maybe how skilled you are in something. And, you know, just like all these things affect and impact the pair for the day, pair for the team, pair for the week, month and what have you. Um, and anyway, so I was just like, Oh, let's go instead of just like doing pairing, which I have some, some workshops around like, um, you know, like drawing some stuff or, or the origami workshop that, Mm -hmm. um, was delivered by some pivots and, I think Singapore is somewhere that I've um, taken and brought into a a bigger workshop as well. (laughs) You know, all these aspects and items of doing, um, but not really talking about like the reality of the, the, the the benign day to day stuff. Just like, Hey, Mm -hmm. today um, I'm pairing with somebody that is very skilled in the topic. Um, and I'm very skilled in the topic. How do we go about that? You know, like we both have very strong ideas and opinions, you know, and like understanding what that means. And, um, how you can kind of benefit from two skilled people. You know, I think that's like the biggest concern I hear is like, Oh, you know, Joey. I think pairing is great, but it's like, it makes the most sense when it's somebody that's really senior, you know, and people always talk about seniority rather than like breadth and depth of knowledge inside of the, the domain. Um, they'll be like, Oh, when I'm really senior. I, I should only be pairing with people that are junior or, you know, don't know this thing. Right. And it's like, there's, you know, first of all, that, that's just never going to, that's not going to be your, your whole life pairing. If you're in a, Um, very strict pairing environment you know like what we do in labs like you're gonna inevitably you'll pair with people that are the same skill that are better than you that are that are um, more knowledgeable in the domain that are less knowledgeable in domain um, that are more knowledgeable in an an alternate domain um, that aren't even in your your um, your profession or line of line of um, you know work you know you might I might pair with a PM you know like you need to understand um, how to benefit in these situations and I think that's what I'm trying to drive at you know that's like I guess I, I went first with, like, what is this big problem that I want to solve? Um, and the problem is, like, the misunderstanding misconception that um, when you pair with people that are really good at it, and by good, I just mean, like, have been doing it for a long time, so they've seen a lot of different pairing styles, you can you can kind of, like, expose all this, right? But when you're just like, all right, go pair people that have never done it, and there's two people that have never done it, or four people on a team that have never done it, or all six, or something like that, or, and then they have to understand all these different, like, intricacies I was like, all right, well, how do I solve that? Or how do I attempt to solve that? And that was with this this workshop that um, I've built. It's like pretty – it's actually pretty extensive and, and larger than the one-and-a-half-hour time slot I'm being given on Monday to, to deliver some of this stuff. <laughs> um, but I think that like <laughs> – I believe that there's like some stuff where I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll take I'll take sort of an educational approach. And, um, and then also like a hands-on, like kind of practice these techniques. But that was like – that's how I went about this specific one. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that like, back to my question again, you know, I, I, I know that, uh, I know that you deliver lots of workshops as well. And, and I'm sure you've created your fair share. So I'm wondering just how did you, how do you go about that? Like what, what is, you know, what is your first step?
1: (laughs) I don't know what the first step is. Um, I I liked your like defining of like, what is the, thing that i want to solve as far as um or like what is the goal of this workshop i think it's also really important to consider like who's the audience and like where like what's their current experience level like where where are we trying to get them to because i think if you have an expectation that you're going to get them like too far or like you like it's it's good to set set expectations with yourself as far as like How much time do I have? Where do I want to get them to? What do I want to prioritize? Especially when I think about like some of these like PM design workshops that we run. They're like two or three days, two or three day workshops where we like work through a sample problem. But like Mm -hmm. it was crazy trying to put that together because like how how could you possibly teach someone about like PM and design in three days? Like there's just there's so much that you can talk about like. We're, we're starting with people who've, like, not even, like, an understanding of, like, lean or agile. So, like, there's a topic, mm-hmm. let alone, like, you know, story writing or user interviews and all that stuff. So I think, um, I think also what's interesting is there's – I think people take a lot of, like, different rep- approaches to putting together workshops, and you'll see that actually uh, different – people have different styles. Um, I'm very much the style of um, find something like really practical and just let's just like, you know, work our way through something. And I, I often also like love incorporating stories and experiences because I I find that that's what really helps me learn is like having a conversation about um, a time that we used this method and how that really helped us. That tells me a lot much more than like um, like a high level of um, let's understand the concept of this method first and then let's dive in. Um, and But I know that like there are also people out there that like the sort of like let's get the sort of like big picture and the c- conceptual topics first and then let's dive into like the work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it I think it really depends. I think that I probably prioritize. Well, one, I'm biased, right? Because I learn, <laughs> I learn by like you know, <laughs> crashing and burning through stuff, and and mm-hmm. like that's really great for me. But I think also like I struggle with some workshops that are, are a little bit too conceptual or like, um, uh,
0: not enough hands on, and,
1: and maybe it's because like, yeah, like that are not like hands on enough because. I find it hard for me to walk away with, like, great, like, I'm going to immediately start, you know, changing this thing, or like, this is like an action item that I could like take away and start incorporating into the way I work. So I really try to orient my workshops around like small bits that you can start doing now. Like, it doesn't really help for me to like understand agile and lean at a high level if there's nothing it's hard for me to connect the dots between like this like super like crappy like requirements driven project that i'm working on how do i connect this like really grand vision of like what does it mean to work on like a like a balanced team or things like that mm-hmm. how do i like connect the dots between that and what i'm doing now so i really try to come up with like Really specific things like, hey, here's like a thing you can start doing, or even incorporate that as part of the workshop, like making sure we're taking time during the workshops to reflect on, hey, we've been talking about this topic for 30 minutes. Let's like just like silently generate, you know, things I can start bringing to my team tomorrow. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but um, I think it does, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear like how what are like the activities or how you've approached your two hour pairing workshop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, it's actually interesting. And and that is the, that is a lot of common feedback we get. That thing that you mentioned about like um, tying it back to personal real experiences, you know, just be like when we, when we start talking about like a lot of conceptual stuff, like you should be doing this thing because it's going to get you this. It's like, well, can you tell me about like how this actually impacted something that you've done? Um, and that like empirical uh, or what have you anthological data, like is very helpful, um, when actually kind of, uh, learning for a lot of people. And I think that there is something there and the hands-on approach or the like learn by doing or crash and burning or what have you, like, I think I, I resonate with that as well. And I think that's, that's a way that I really appreciate learning. Um, which is interesting, right? Because I think that like what I've done in this workshop is a mix um, that favors more of a classroom style um, and less of actual doing um, when I went at pairing, you know, because I think I, I was struggling to say, how am I going to like actually in, in an hour and a half setting, have you understand pairing? Um, you know, I've done those, those origami workshops and um, pair draws, which is in this one, um, which just kind of allows you to, to do the thing Um But the questions that I've been I've been kind of like answering because you know we've done a lot of these workshops with the people on site at our client. The questions that I've been answering a lot is like this stuff that I was mentioning um, just a little bit ago, just around like you know how do you pair when it's like strong strong or strong strong moderate strong weak or weak weak. You know like how do you pair in those settings and what am I supposed to be getting out of that? And that's something that like I I, I'm I was like well I can't really do this. Like I, I I could talk to you about it, you know, and I. Um, the concept that I found that we were that I'm kind of like basing this off of is the idea of um, shuhari. Like, I don't know. I, I I've, this is something that um, I've seen inside of another workshop. Um, just talking about somebody on like stages of training. Um, you know, and this like idea and stage of shu, where um, you're kind of just like doing ex- you know you're just like rep- you're just kind of like repeating the thing you're like just doing the thing over and over and over again um so you like have that you, you just like you understand that if i go from a i'll get to b but you're not really like deviating or like kind of understanding really what's going on in the middle there where in how like you might like you kind of like start understanding a little bit more and maybe you start making like slight adjustments and um you know like when you're pairing you, you start uh, i'm thinking about in the world of in the realm of pairing like how i might um, in the beginning, I might just be sitting there and like maybe when I'm the navigator, I'm just like pointing things out. Um, I'm not like actually um, collaborating with you. And maybe that's like in our shoe, shoe, but in how like I might just be saying stuff like, oh, like I understand a little bit more now. Like I have a little bit more knowledge, um, but I'm not like willing to to kind of like impart brand new things on you um, just because I I feel like comfortable, but I don't feel like super comfortable deviating from the plan and where you get to like read this, like advanced you're, you're like really good at it. Like now you're starting to, to deviate and you're starting to um, offer new things and like a different side of input and different views. And it's this, like it it also like equates back to pairing styles of um, beginner, beginner, moderate, moderate, advanced, advanced, any combination of those. Um, and say like we're, you know, we're building a website and you're re are very like high level HTML and I am shoe. Like, how do we, how do we understand that? Like, I don't really know HTML. Like I understand like brackets and tags and things need to be inside of that. Um, you know, but I don't really know anything else. Like, but you like understand all the way down to like the way that this, you know, from HTML one to five to seven or whatever we're at nowadays. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so there's this, there's this balance of how, how do we pair in those styles? Like, what does that mean for me? What am I supposed to be doing as um, that person? And I, you know, like if I were to just pair with you, I wouldn't really understand. And it's it's about trying to expose like with with the, the individuals in the group, like on your team or what have you, like, how do I expect to learn? I, I don't know this topic. When I don't know this topic, I want to learn like this. I, I expect to contribute this much inside of the pair. I expect for you, the person that is, media or moderate to advanced to contribute in, in this way. Um, and I think it's, I'm trying to expose that because I think that's like the pains that I'm hearing. And those are the pains that I remember inside of um, back when I used to pair all day. Um, those are the things that I also remember, but uh, I think it's difficult. And I think, um, I think I am going to try this and I'll either crash and burn with this, or um, <laughs> I'll have something that I can iterate on, or we'll, we'll kind of see in, in the, um, I'll let you know next week <laughs> how this all went, but, um, but yeah, I think that's yeah uh, one of the I mean like so I think you asked like what are some of the activities um there's this understanding, you know, like this conceptual understanding of beginner moderate advanced in mm-hmm. your skill sets there's there's some stuff I want to talk about around um extroverts and introverts and understanding what people mm-hmm. think they mm-hmm. identify as what does that mean for pairing? you know, like um because even though, you're in a group one-to-one pairing is usually two people. Um, could be many, um, you know, it could be three, it could be mob pairing or what have you. But um, even though we, we still like, I've, you know, I've paired with people that either self-identify as both. And um, when you're in that one-to-one setting, like you can get different things out of people, you know, you might be an introvert um, in a group of seven. Um, but when you're pairing one-to-one, you actually become like an extrovert in, in, in like the way that mm-hmm. you handle things. And it's, oh, that's you know interesting. Yeah. So I wanna like expose that just so people are aware that these are tools that they can they can talk about with their pairs, you know, like or things to come to the table with you know like hey jackie my name is joey um i am you know i am re or i'm very advanced in um css and html but i'm not very good at these things this is where i'm, I'm growing um i consider myself an extrovert um but it's whenever i'm like whenever i'm in a one-to-one situation i become kind of introverted and and self inflect or self-reflect there and so you know just like
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's my <laughs> that's my giant thesis here of of taking um Uh, helping people kind of like bridge that gap a little bit, but um, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm very (laughs) interested to see. Those are some of the, those are some of the things that I'm going to try to try to pull out of this though.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I wish I could go to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, you can always just book the flight and see what happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're almost at time here. Um, any last thoughts or are we, I can't remember if we decided we're going to keep doing travel tips.
0: I think that we should definitely keep doing them. I'll All tell right. you, I'll tell you one last bit of great information is, Um, I'll plug oh, us yeah. the other way too, is I was, uh, I just was on a podcast with one Mick Friedman. I was about to say Michael. Who's um, that guy? Yeah, you know, just a just a pretty important. Uh, he's um he's the a delivery lead um and for the A play team. Um, I've been working with Mick for the last year. Um, I am a practice lead on his team, and we were just talking with um folks over at the Pivotal Podcast. I we actually have a bunch of them. I don't know which one we were on specifically, <laughs> um, but it was we with colleagues Jermaine and Jeff.
1: I feel like you probably should. Uh, I that.
0: Looked, Yeah, I looked up on um on iTunes and I just put in like pivotal podcast and there's four of them that came up. There's like wow. Pivotal conversations. Yeah. Like, and they're all our logo and color. So I know it's us. Like I know it's yeah. Pivotal us, yeah. but I don't, I don't really know what they are. Um, so I subscribed to this one that is like pivotal all and it lets you kind of subscribe <laughs> to all of the pivotal podcasts. Huh. um, so yeah, I plugged uh, I plugged us in that episode. Uh, so I nice. imagine our viewership will now increase into the tens of millions. Oh yeah, uh, and um, skyrocket. Yeah, so I'm very excited. So you can check that out. But it uh, sounds like something that was that was the, the plug for that thing that I wanted to give. Now we can go travel tipping.
1: Nice. I, thanks for plugging the pod. I'm excited. Yeah. You gotta let me know when that episode comes out. I want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I apparently in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, okay. when it when it drops. Um, it will uh, we'll promote it inside of our Slack channels as well. But um, we're trying to make sure that nice. we get out like the the pivotal reset or something or, or something. We want to like you know continue to promote this internally as much as we can.
1: So nice, awesome. Travel tips. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know if I have one. Off the I'll top tell of my you, head, do you have one,
0: Jackie? Last, well, last week we talked a little bit about um doing a mileage run. mm Hmm. Do You remember that, yeah. Um, and I, do. I was five segments away. Um, and that weekend, I went to Alaska. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. So Charlotte and I we we booked a flight <laughs> from Chicago to a connecting flight to Del, um into Dallas, Dallas to Seattle, Seattle to Anchorage. We were in Anchorage for ten hours. And we flew from Anchorage to Portland, Portland to Chicago. So I got five segments.
1: Oh, my, check, God. Check. Oh my God. Wait, On but she came to- with you?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just did a little, uh, we did a little vacay, a little, a little quick vacation.
1: Just 10 hours <laughs> in Anchorage. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Which is pretty cool, actually. Um, everyone in, in Anchorage was super friendly. Um, people were really nice yeah. there. I have lots of travel tips for Anchorage if you ever go there. Uh, and you only have 10 <laughs> hours to spend. I can tell you about the three <laughs> to five places that we went that were exciting.
1: <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Uh,
0: but, yeah, that's not necessarily a travel tip. So I don't know if you have one because I, I don't have a specific one that's That's a pretty to good right travel
1: now. tip. I mean, I mean, we talked about doing it, and now you've sucess- successfully done it uh and yeah was it just like you spend like the whole weekend doing that
0: yeah uh it was i slept in an airport um i mean oh like yeah we was a lot yeah we got a hotel in anchorage but because our flight left at like midnight alaska time um we we actually just like went to the hotel showered and left <laughs> um it was crazy we landed in anchorage at like 10 a.m it was fun though oh we had a lot of fun um
1: I feel like you're a very hashtag blessed that, uh, Charlotte was down to do that with you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been uh, an interesting experience. I was, um, I mean, again, like I, I kind of just like said, let's, let's try this, uh, this old thing of hanging out in an airport for a while. Um, would say if you really want to spend uh, a solid 60 hours together, um, and just, you know, put all your relationships to the test all the time, I suggest doing something (laughs) like this.
1: (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. Alrighty. All right.